Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In 55 minutes, we're going to catch up with Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be a New York Jet in week one? This football season will be under center in New York. Could Matt Stafford actually be traded by the Rams? That is a big rumor today in the NFL. And what are we expecting out of the first week of the league year? We'll ask those questions to Ryan Wilson. He's also super plugged in on the NFL draft. He'll join us coming up top of the hour on G&D. We told you, though, we'd be giving away Caps tickets, so let's do it right now. Caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. You're winning a four-pack of tickets. You'll see the Caps take on the Buffalo Sabres. Wednesday, March 15th, 7 p.m., Capital One Arena. D.C. has a hockey environment that you're going to enjoy on March 15th just for listening. Buy your tickets now, Ticketmaster.com. Visit thefandc.com for details. Let's kick off our Beltway Blitz. We'll be covering the Caps. They're on deck. The Commanders, they're in the hole. We start with the Wizards and the voice of the Wiz on the radio, Dave Johnson. Dave, last night was tough. We labeled this a huge game for them. They had an opportunity to catch the Hawks. Instead, their deficit was doubled. Atlanta in D.C., a two-point winner. And Washington led going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, and, and this is, they've done this too many times. It's like uh, my grandmother's favorite joke was, you know, it hurts when I do this. And the doctor says, well, then stop doing this. Uh, the Wizards, uh, you can point to now several games this season. Uh, Portland at home, uh, Brooklyn on the road, where it, it seems like uh, they're in control. And look, the NBA is, is a game of runs. We know that. But you don't let a team on a 14-0 run. And, th- and that's what they did to let the Atlanta Hawks back in. People, the last game, uh, is it, the game was lost in the end of the third quarter. When the Wizards were still up by 8 or 10 points, they had a chance to really put their foot down, and they didn't. And I really don't have an explanation. It's not like, you know, Wes Unsell Jr. sits in a huddle and says, all right, let's make this dramatic for TV ratings. Uh, let's let them back in, and, and then we'll come out and close it. Uh, this team knows better, should know better. And, frankly, you know, if they don't watch it, they'll be out of a play-in spot if, if this continues. I know that statistically and analytically, Beal's been awesome in the fourth quarter this season, which is nice. But it was kind of ugly last night. One of six, had a turnover, had a shot clock violation. I mean, to me, and I, I want to hedge it being too sports talky here, but those are the games why he gets paid all of this money, right? I mean, you're playing Atlanta. You need the win. Game's in the balance. Go be a superstar. And he really struggled late last night. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you can't, you know, we can do the analytics and we can talk about his clutch shooting percentage and, and all that kind of stuff. And it is great. But, you know, at some point, the eye test, we all see it. He sees it. Uh, and this is, this is uh, it's not all about him, but, you know, it, it's, 
It's why this team is in this position. When you look at the, the three players that play really can play at an all-star level, this should be a team that is, is doing much better. I understand about health and injuries and whatever, but I think Kyle Kuzma to that effect last night. It's about winning games. So um, at some point, uh, maybe you have to change it up. Uh, but, you know, Bradley Beal still is the best clutch shooter the team has. It's just that when there are mistakes in those moments, it's glaring. Uh, Trey Young is, is the Atlanta Hawks big guy. He leads the NBA in turnovers. At, at when I say big guy, I mean, you know, star. Best player, He leads yeah. the NBA in turnovers at, at 4.1 a game. He's the only player in the league over four turnovers a game. So what that says is, when you have the ball a lot in your hands, you know, law of averages kick in. Unfortunately, last night for Bradley Beal kicked in at the wrong moment. Kristaps Porzingis in March. Five games, almost 30 points per with eight boards. His splits, 58-48-85. He's 20 for his last 40 from distance. He's having an incredible month. What are you seeing from him? Well, an incredible month. And, you know, again, as you know, Grant, incredible since we've got him. I mean, uh, it, you know, maybe not that high, but it's been in a similar neighborhood. And, and he ended last season in the in the you know same category of Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid as the only players you know averaging a certain number of points, certain number of assists, certain blocks. Uh, the unicorn business is is not you know just a marketing thing. He's the only one I've ever seen at seven three or seven foot. <laughs> He's one of the few I've only seen at seven three, but it's seven feet be able to do all the things that he could do. And it's going to be my, one of my questions to West Huntsville Jr. tomorrow night before our game. Another pivotal, huge, put, put whatever word you want in. You know, what's it like to coach this guy? Because he offers you versatility uh, that, that no other player offers you. I mean, a guy that can pass the way he can pass. He can pass like a, a, a guard. I can only imagine West Huntsville Jr., having a conversation with his dad uh, 10 years ago saying, you know, one day, Dad, I'm going to coach a 7'3 guy who hits 50% from three-point distance uh, and, and can block shots and rebound and do things big men can do, but do things guards can do. And his dad would think, son, you're dreaming. Well, it is reality. So it's a, it's a, there's some special parts on this team, but i got to tell you, it is anxiety-ridden. It, it is not coming together at critical moments. And critical moments are defined as home games as well. Forget who the opponent is. Uh, it doesn't make you feel good when you look at your home record at 15 and, and 16. And that's not just because the Wizards don't have a beer snake. You've got to protect home court. Dave, thank you, buddy. We appreciate you. All right, Grant. Thank you. Beer snake reference is always welcome on Grant and Danny. Let's talk some hockey. Look, the Caps' last loss all but... Uh, announced that this team's not going to make the playoffs. It's close to definitive, but now we get a chance to see some of the kids, and that starts tonight, 7 o'clock, Devils in town at Capital One Arena. Ben Raby will be a part of the Caps radio network. Ben, break this game down for us this evening. Yeah, tough challenge taking on the New Jersey Devils that compared to the Capitals, the Devils at the other end of the spectrum fighting for top spot in the Metropolitan Division team that's very easy on the eyes they could scoot they're very fast the fourth highest scoring team in the nhl this season and all that to say 
you referenced the young guys in the Capitals lineup, significant additions on the back end. Vinny Iorio, the second-round pick going back a few years ago for the Capitals. He'll make his home regular season debut tonight, just his third career game. Rasmus Sandin just acquired last week from the Maple Leafs. He impressed in his first two games on the road. We'll see him at home tonight for the first time. But, yeah, the Capitals are going to have – their hands full against a uh, very highly skilled and easy-to-watch New Jersey Devils bunch. Sandine, the left-handed shooting puck-moving defenseman they acquired from Toronto for Gustafson in a first-round pick, has made his presence felt early here. Five points in his first two games. No Capitals defenseman had ever done that in their first two games with the organization. Tell us more about this young man. He looks like he can play. Yeah, talking about easy to watch, to use that expression again, uh, it's just two games here, but he's been very easy on the eyes. He's very mobile, uh, puck-moving defenseman, and eating up big minutes, you know, hardly being eased into things. He's on the top pair right now with Trevor Van Riemsdyk. But what I, what I liked about Sandine, what struck me, Grant, in his first two games, uh, he did ultimately in his second game just the other night in L.A. have an assist on an Alex Ovechkin one-timer on the power play. Good work if you could find it, feeding eight in his office. But what has impressed me is he has also looked off Alex Ovechkin. I would imagine it's very tempting as a 22-year-old coming in, joining the team to be on that power play and to see Ovechkin in the left face-off circle and maybe to force-feed him, maybe to look to him a little bit too often. He recognized multiple occasions that Ovechkin was well-defended, Instead, looked at his other options. I thought he looked very poised, very confident. Again, only two games, but, you know, he looked the part. And then when the opening was there for Ovechkin, he teed him up for a very nice one-timer that Ovechkin converted. So, Sandini's looked very good. Again, just two games, but looking forward to seeing more of him here. He's going to play big minutes uh, all the way down the stretch. Will Faravari be able to play tonight? Doesn't. Seem like it. Company line is game time decision, but he stayed out pretty late earlier this morning at the morning skate, which would suggest he, he would be an extra and unavailable tonight. But day to day, his return is imminent. If not tonight, could be as soon as Saturday against the Islanders. And then what's the timeline for John Carlson, who we've seen skating again for the first time in a long time? Yeah, that was encouraging. Rejoined the team at practice yesterday for the first time since December. So I think they're they're certainly going the cautious route, baby steps, if you will. I mean, maybe optimistically you target maybe the end of March, but in the words of Peter Laviolette, that's still a ways away. But an encouraging sign nonetheless. He was back on the ice yesterday, albeit in a non-contact for the first time uh, since December. Ben Raby, Caps Radio Network. He'll be at Capital One Arena on the scene tonight. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Grant. Trying to get two points against Josh Harris's Devils. We spent a lot of time talking about in the first hour plus of the show. Speaking of which, let's get into the Commanders. TheFanDC.com is where you find the columns of our guy Rick Snyder at Snyder underscore remarks on social media. Rick, what do you make of today's development? Adam Schefter for the first time floating the name of a prospective buyer. Yeah, I think that puts Josh Harris back in the lead on this whole thing. Um, you know, somebody's got to have 30% down. And there was talk that Josh Harris didn't have that liquidity. But by bringing this guy in doesn't change that. You still have to have somebody has that 30% down. And if it's the other guy now, Rails, then he's the lead of this. You know, we, we don't know which way this is going yet. 
But I think the Bezos thing is, is withering away. I think, it, you know, Snyder, from what I hear, is just holding firm that he is not going to sell to Bezos despite pressure. So I think he went to Harris and said, get your bid up a little bit, you know, there. And there's still, you know, um, Tillman Furtado, that, Furtado, sorry, I said that wrong, uh, Furtado, that could be there. But I think this really shows you that Josh Harris, I think, is going to be the next owner. Do you care at all? Should we care at all if the next owner is local? And what are some of the benefits, if there are any, to that? Well, Jack Kent Cook was a Canadian. That worked out pretty well. Uh, George Preston Marshall was a Washingtonian, so, you know, that did okay. Dan Snyder was a local. That didn't work so well. So I don't think it really matters at all. Uh, it's nice. It's nice that you have a local guy, but it, it doesn't matter in the end. I mean, are there perks? You know, in other words, Harris is a Maryland guy yeah. and Rails is a DC guy. Fertita is out in Houston and is no ties to the area. Like, what are the benefits if there is one? Well, at least they would understand local fans, you know, more, and maybe that helps encourage people back because this new stadium is going to cost a fortune, which means tickets are going to cost a fortune, and if this team stinks all these years, people aren't going to pay it. You know, so this guy may be able to tap into the market a little more. Maybe he can – either of them can, can work the rallying ground between Washington and Baltimore, you know, because the Ravens have really taken over a lot of that. So maybe this guy knows how to push back. It, it's always nice to have a local. But then again, you know, Dan Snyder was a failure as a local. So it depends on the guy. You've been adamant all along that he's going to sell this off season. Uh, are you still confident in that? Yeah, I mean, my odds now, I got him at 99 to 1 to hold. But, you know, I moved uh, Josh Harris up to 6 to 5 now. That's pretty firm. Uh, you know, Fertetta is 3 to 1, Bezos 4 to 1. Someone else, I got 11 to 1, and I give Dan 1% because you got Joe Gibbs here, and I would have never, never given him any chance of that. The, the very uh, horse racing oddsy of you. I can, I, can, yeah. I can hear the horse racing analyst in you dropping those numbers on me. Well, I learned how to make a real line. These numbers have to add up to 100% to be a real line. And I had to do that every day in the paper for five years. So I do know how to make a real line. I'm not going to book your bet for you. But, but you know, I think Harris is, is really inched a big way across the line now. And I think it, it's his now. I really do. I always thought he would be the best candidate for this because he owns sports franchises, several of them. And, and so he'll understand more about sports. You know, where Fertitta didn't, Bezos didn't. You know, that, that's a big learning curve that Josh Harris already has done. So I've always heard from plugged-in people that Snyder wouldn't want to sell to, and some would even go as far as to say isn't going to sell to Bezos, and I've just never believed it at any point. If he has the most money, I think he gets the team. But it sounds like that's not what you're thinking now. Yeah, I mean, I was with you on that. But what I understand is both Dan and Tanya do not want to sell. Uh, so there's not there's a united front in the house there on that. You know, if it had been split there a little, more money kind of thing, you never know. And I'm, I, you never know. Maybe Bezos drops another billion on this deal, but I doubt it because he has other options if he really wants. And Snyder just has been, I'll give him credit, the NFL has pressured them. They've had Jerry Jones coming in, you know, acting like Ben Franklin, let's get things done. But it just that doesn't seem to move the needle here. So, you know, the biggest obstacle will be about Snyder wanting to lead to identify him or, 
you know, with all the law, potential lawsuits and stuff out there. But they'll work this out, I think. And I, I, I still think the sale doesn't go through until April, May. Uh, but it, it definitely made a big move uh, getting rails on board. If Dan Snyder were to sell, the celebration in D.C. would be unbelievable. Might even be a parade of sorts. What would you expect? Yeah, you know, I just jokingly tweeted today about, you know, would you go to a parade? And I got something like 30,000 people looked at it, and I got several hundred responses from people all over the country saying, I'm coming if there's a parade. And I said, <laughs> well, who's going to lead the parade? And there was, you know, people said, I should get to lead this parade, Grant. I'm a Snyder's had to take all the abuse for this guy. I'm the first one who got to meet him in the media and deal with him. I think I should be. I think this radio station should have it. We'll go around RFK, and I get to sit on the first float. I think the Grand Marshal should be the old lady that he sued a bunch of years ago. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people who could, you know, under that system could really well, that's true. compete for it. That'd be, a whole parade there. That'd be a whole parade there. But <laughs> people people seem psyched for it. They were like, I'm coming down. I'm going to. So, I, you know, the radio station's been known to do things. I oh, make yeah. It happen. We got some plans in the works. Don't you worry about that. Rick, thank you, buddy. All right, see you. That's actually a great question. Oh, I won't waste time doing it now, but if and when he sells, that could be a fun topic. Who should be the grand marshal of the Snyder sold the team parade? Next, I have ranked my top three wants in free agency for Washington areas for them to address when they're allowed to start acquiring talent from outside of their own building next week. I want to hear what you'd like to see the team do in free agency as we close in on the start of the league year. Monday at noon, they're able to start negotiating with free agents. So as we look ahead a few days, what should their priorities be in free agency? What should they work on addressing? That's next on Grant and Danny on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In 30 minutes, Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports, joins us. He's got a mock draft out. I want to ask him about where are the top quarterbacks going to go this spring in this year's high-end quarterback draft class. Get that answer from Ryan coming up in 30 minutes at 5 o'clock. Welcome back to GND. Danny is out. You are listening 
to the fan all over DCN and Richmond. Of course, you can take us with you wherever you go for free on the Odyssey app as well. So free agency starts next week. The schedule ahead looks like this. Monday at noon, legal tampering. What that basically means is open season for deals to get struck. Now, you're not allowed to talk to free agents right now. You're actually technically not allowed to talk to any players other than those under contract on your team. Just so we're all on the same page, that is happening, though. Agents are talking to teams about their own players, and you're going to end up having a conversation about another player that you represent on another team. That kind of stuff happens. It's got to be done under the table. You can get in big, big trouble for it. Nobody talks about it out loud. It's one of the worst kept secrets in football and probably in sports. It happens you know, in all sports. Players are helping to recruit one another, what have you. That said, on Monday, you get to do the quiet part out loud. So that is at noon on Monday. At 12.25, we could find out that the commanders have struck a deal for a star, right? We could find out that Washington is signing or agreeing to terms with, is what they're going to say until Wednesday officially, a really high-end, great free agent, so to speak. So you look at the top of the free agency board, and everybody's rankings are a little bit different, but I would say among the best free agents in football, set to become free to sign anywhere this week, It'll look something like Javon Hargrave, the defensive tackle who is coming off of a huge season with the Philadelphia Eagles. Orlando Brown Jr., the left tackle in Kansas City, who's a 26-year-old who just helped to win a Super Bowl. And then of the guys that didn't get tagged and haven't already signed in the case of like Derek Carr, maybe Jesse Bates, the safety with the Cincinnati Bengals, who played in the Super Bowl last year over the last couple seasons, been magnificent, played on the franchise tag this season. What I want to know from you guys is, What do you want to see Washington do at the start of the league year next week? Maybe it's right away on Monday when they're able to start making moves. Perhaps it waits until the actual start of the period to acquire players on Wednesday officially when you can make announcements and you can have press conferences. But what are your priorities for this team? Maybe that's need-based. You want to see them add talent at a certain position. Perhaps that's a deal that you'd like to see them make. Uh, you can hit me up. I'll react to your thoughts, 800-636-1067. That's 800-636-1067. Here is my blueprint, so to speak, for the days ahead. The number one thing I want Washington to try to do in free agency is to add a cornerback. I don't want them to wait, and I don't want them to get to a point where they're dipping into the second or the third tier at the position. I don't want other teams to pick through the best available options to the point where Washington is now kind of having a cornerback that they've got to pay good money to handed to them. Because when you do that, you get William Jackson, where Washington was a little bit desperate. They had a need. They had to fill at the cornerback position. Jackson was the best of the available remaining players at said spot. They had the money and the two tangoed, and it ended up that they were wrong. It was a big swing and a miss. They still have dead money because they released Jackson last year, and it ended up being one of the biggest misses in free agency of the Rivera era to this point. But if you really want to upgrade at cornerback, I think this is a good market to do it, and it is going to be my chief priority in free agency. Now, you're listening saying, what are you talking about, GP? They got to address the offensive line. And I agree with you, that's my number two priority in free agency. I'm going to sign a starter either at tackle or on the interior. But hear me out, I plan on hitting the draft really hard on the offensive line front. I plan on using pick number 16 overall on a starting tackle or guard. 
I would then use my second round pick, potentially, depending on how the board falls. And if I can move down and still get the guy I like and pick up picks, that's even better, on another starting caliber offensive lineman. My vision going into the draft for Washington, because I think this is a really good O-line draft, is that two of their first three picks end up being linemen. I think that's kind of ideal for me. And I am, because of that, trying to address as many other needs as possible before the early part of the draft. See, ideally what you do is free agency is used to fill those holes so that you don't have to draft based on need. You can draft based on want. I view drafting with a bunch of holes that you have to fill as shopping hungry. You go to the store when you haven't eaten yet. You look at your cart. You got ice cream. You got cookies. You got chips. You just have a nice meal. You're satiated. You go through the grocery store. You kind of get just what you actually need for that week, not what you want in that moment. And that's why I'd like to have a corner added before the draft comes around. I think they should prioritize tight end, frankly. I'm not sure that they're going to. They've got to beef up defensively this front seven as well. They might need to add uh, a safety now that Bobby McCain is out. And so they're going to have plenty of avenues that they can go in free agency. But my splash and my big money item would be a cornerback. So number one on my to-do list would be, I'm talking with, and I'll give you a, a couple of names I'm intrigued by, Jamel Dean, who's been playing in Tampa Bay the last four years, started 15 games this season for the Bucks. He's 26 years old, played his college ball at Auburn. The type of player I would consider bringing in here on a starting salary. They've got Fuller under contract, one of their higher paid players. They have Benjamin St. Juice coming into his own. They drafted St. Just in the third round. And I think you finally saw him in year two last year turn a corner and really start to develop in a way that they were probably anticipating in his rookie season. But injuries derailed him. Right now, St. Just to me looks like a baller. I think that guy, you can write him in pen as a chance to be a really good corner. In this league, though, you can't think like you used to. There was a time when we would have said, you have two quality corners. You pay a bunch of money to, and then you just have some depth guys. Teams now operate out of three wide receiver sets as a majority of their offense. That's just base. They major in three and four receivers, and they minor in only having two guys on the field. You also need corners now to be flexible to be able to cover backs out of the backfield who are more willing and capable. Your Kamara, McCaffrey uh, era back, so to speak. So don't tell me they already have St. Juiced and they have Fuller. They need to get better at corner. They need to add depth at that position. They need to add talent at that spot. It was a little bit too much Rashad Wild Goose for me last year. They were kind of relying upon what was a large drop-off. And by the end of the year, in huge spots, remember when they had some injuries, you're basically St. Juice not being available, which has happened frequently over his couple of years, unfortunately, away from... You're playing for your postseason lives against the Giants, and Christian Holmes is getting picked on. A seventh-round pick last year was a special teamer. So, number one for me, corner. Jamel Dean, Tampa. Uh, Rock Yassin, 26-year-old corner who played his college ball at Temple. Um, last year was with the Raiders. Had been with the Colts before that. Guy that I would be interested in. I think you could get cheaper than even Dean. But that would be my first item in order of business. And I'm not waiting this time. 
This is not a, but we don't like to make an early call. We're not a, a day one, day two team in spending. You know, those teams overspend. We'll wait and let the market come to us. Uh-uh. I'm getting my corner in the first 48 hours of free agency. Second thing I'm doing is I'm grabbing a starting offensive lineman to beef up the interior. Now, I told you I'm probably drafting a couple guys who are projected to start based on where I'm taking them in the first two or three rounds of the draft. But right now, I view their offensive line. They've got Leno at left tackle who's going to start. They have openings, in my opinion, at left guard and at right guard. That's if Cosme is your right tackle. If they kick Cosme into guard, which has long been talked about, then you have an opening at right tackle. But I think you got two pretty set-in-stone starters in Leno and Cosme at one of the two positions on the right. Your center, Chase Roulier, is really good if he's healthy. I don't know how much you can count on that. I think they've got to get some clarity, and they probably already have that that we haven't heard about from behind the scenes on his health. He makes a lot of money, though. He's one of the highest-paid players on the team, fifth-highest cap number this year, missed a lot of football games. Ideally, you can find a way to rework that contract or pay him a little bit less moving forward. But let's just assume he's going to be your center. Well, at minimum, then, I need a starting guard and a starting tackle. If I'm able to lock up a guard, maybe that's Ben Powers, who's been playing with the Baltimore Ravens, went to Oklahoma. Played four years with the Ravens, was a full-time starter this past season, 17 games. Really, the last two seasons has uh, been a full-time starter for Baltimore. If you can plug and play a guard like that, you're going to have to pay for it. Not quite Brandon Sheriff money, but you're going to pay a pretty penny. Now, all of a sudden, you go into the draft, and you have starters probably at all but one offensive line position. You can use the 16th pick on your starting right tackle and play Cosme at guard, or on the best guard in the country if you wanted to. Might even be able to find your starting left guard in round two. And now you're flexible in the first round to see who falls into your lap. That'll be my number two priority. Start of the league year on Monday. But here is my big dissenting opinion, I would say. And this is one that I think you guys will disagree with. But this is something that I feel pretty adamantly about. If I'm running the show next week, I am working the phones hard to try to get a deal done so that I can move Deron Payne and get some draft picks. Deron Payne currently, if you look at the commander's cap numbers and their contract situation with his new franchise tag, is the number two highest paid player on this team. In fact, your two highest paid players are your D tackles, Allen and Payne. There's not anything wrong with that. It's not normal. It's not tr- traditional, but it's important to have a really good defensive line in today's NFL. You pay those guys a combined almost $40 million this season. I don't have a problem paying Payne one year at $18 million, but my issue is renting him for a season when I don't think I'm on the precipice of winning. This is a bridge to nowhere, this one-year tag with Deron Payne. And I can either trade him now at max value and get, ideally, a couple of mid-round picks for him or something like that. Or I could let him play out this tag and lose him when he walks for a compensatory pick that would probably be about half of his value right now. Now, do you get worse when you trade him? You do. But I think you've started to prepare for life post-Deron Payne. You drafted Fedarian Mathis in round two last year for a reason. You found John Ridgway. Credit to your staff. In season last year, did a pretty good job stuff in the run. And, and I know that none of those guys, even the combination of all of their defensive tackles that will replace Payne added up, aren't going to give you the numbers that he did this past season. But I'm also betting that he won't either. 
He was something for four years and then an entirely different thing this year. If he turns that season over again, he's going to be the highest paid defensive tackle in the league when he gets paid next offseason. But I'm betting against 11 and a half sacks and you know, 20 uh, hits of the quarterback and, and 15 TFLs and some of the other things that he was able to do. So you could say, well, you're not going to be able to get pain production from those guys. And I would say, I don't think you're going to get pain production from pain in the same way that he gave it to you this past season. But I think the value is right to add some picks and to really start beefing this thing up with a strong draft. So two-part question for you right now on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. What's your number one priority early next week in free agency if you're running the show? Second on pain, how do you feel about my idea of shopping him and trying to get some picks back rather than paying him the $19 million on the tag this coming season? Danny doesn't have a voice. He's out. I'm Grant. You're listening to The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We are closing in on the start of a brand new year in the NFL. And that means the frenzied player movement that will come next week. Sounds like we might not even have to wait until next week for the fireworks that will be Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Now, that is not definitive or imminent at this point, but it's certainly trending in that direction. I know if you're a Jets fan, you're in the Jets media core, you're waking up all night checking your phone to see if anything had happened, and that wasn't the case just yet. But we welcome you back on Grant and Danny without Danny today on the fan. Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports Eye on NFL blog is going to join us. I pushed him to about 525 because I want to have some time here to let our hair down and talk about this a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067. 
So I just laid out maybe not my full offseason plan, but for next week, my three key priorities. I'm chasing a cornerback early on. I want to sign a corner. It's not going to be probably the best or the second best corner on the market, but I'm going to sign a 26, 27-year-old who's played well and been a full-time starter. I'm going to pay them double-digit million dollars a year AAV. They're going to take up a good chunk of my cap. That's probably going to be, almost certainly going to be, my biggest expenditure against the cap in terms of free agent moves this offseason. I think it's a large need. It's my second biggest need behind the O-line, which brings me to move number two. I'm not majoring in O-line spending because I'm going to draft the O-line heavy. I think this is a deep O-line draft. I like what they're going to be able to get at 16 or moving down in round one. I think even if they went in a completely different direction in the first round and took linemen in rounds two and three, they could probably find two starters in this class. And so I'm going to sign down the the top 50, you know, a, a the third to fifth best available guard. Uh, I gave you a couple of names of some guys they could try to track, but it really doesn't even matter to me. A full-time starter at guard who fits with what they do is going to be part of my mission next week. And then finally, I'm going to be making calls on Deron Payne. And, you know, I fear maybe that this one will be unpopular with you guys, but I think this is the right play here. You can pay him $19 million this season, watch him perform and help you win your ideally nine, ten games if things go well, and then watch him walk, or you can move him right now and get more back and make what is actually a prudent, savvy decision before you have to. They have spent way too much time prioritizing the present and not the future. And what has it gotten them? If you win one more game because you got pain, but you still don't make the playoffs, or you do, but you lose early in the postseason, which is probably what's happening here, is it really worth it if you could get something decent back? And call me crazy, I think you can get, you know, a, a, a two into six or, you know, a three into four or a couple of threes or, you know, even if it's two fours back for Deron Payne. And you can turn one of those into moving up the board in rounds two or three or something. There is value in that. But let me hear what you guys think. 800-636-1067. PJ, Reston, what are you thinking for next week? Hey, guys. Uh, I know it's always say it's a broken record, but it's a privilege, not a right to be on there. So I appreciate you guys. And much props to Danny for trying to make it today. I was listening to the beginning of the show, so I respect y'all's work. I said, guys, that's pretty um, – pretty um respectable but yeah so i would like to see so i agree with you about you know targeting the um offensive line in the draft um i would like to see if we can get like maybe another starting caliber tight end with logan thomas to platoon him and uh also like a little bit of linebacker depth and then also deferring deferring to you there was a kind of a general question about interceptions i wanted to ask but only with your permission i don't want to derail the show it's just kind of an existential question about interceptions what do you got real quick well it's the question So um, I've noticed something. I'm a stat geek, and I've noticed that uh, a lot of years, like, interceptions used to be, like, 30. Like, Tester Verde every year would throw, like, 32. And even 10 years ago, like, four or five guys would throw, like, 25 interceptions. Last year, Dak Prescott led the NFL interceptions with only 15. And I know the defense is easier now, but I've just been itching to ask you this because you're really cerebral. I can't say that word, but you know what I mean. But um, I'm just curious that, like, are the quarterbacks that much better, or is it just because of the rules? Because, like, almost nobody gets even— It's an interesting question. Yeah, appreciate you, man. I mean, a couple of things, right? Number one, the air distance traveled on passes is lesser than it used to be. It's gone down, I want to say, a full yard or maybe even two yards on average in the league. 
over the last several years. I was reading something from Warren Sharp about that. So I think if, if you're throwing to bet running backs, which teams do more often, the, the throws are closer to the line of scrimmage. You get fewer takeaways. Uh, I, I would also assume that even though you know passing is up, you, as you said, quarterbacking is better for sure. Um, I think that what you see now in terms of man and zone has changed a lot from over the years. You know, it used to be everyone's playing cover two, and I think now with with more running quarterbacks, you see a lot more zone coverages instead of like some man where teams are afraid that basically they're turning their back to the quarterback and they can take off from the pocket. And I think you're seeing teams with zone beaters just kind of calling some of that safe zone beating type stuff to you know try to avoid some uh, tougher throws in the middle of the field. I think it's somewhat anecdotal. I mean, there's certainly going to be years where you see 19, 20 picks. There's also this. I mean, guys get benched now. It used to be Terry Bradshaw or Peyton Manning would lead the NFL in their rookie years with like 27 picks. No quarterback's allowed to do that. Like if Zach Wilson's on pace to throw 22 interceptions, he's getting benched, bro. He's not getting to play the rest of the season. I appreciate the thought. Here's something I just jotted down I'm going to get to start of the hour, and we'll hit your calls hard, 800-636-1067. The question is, you know, what would be your priority at the start of the league year next week? I'm chasing a corner, I'm signing an interior lineman, and I'm shopping Deron Payne and getting a deal done for some draft picks. You know, that's what I want to accomplish in the, the first several days of the league year. I want to get your thoughts on that. But why does this team think they're so set at tight end, and do you agree with them? It seems like Ron Rivera is very high on their tight end room. He really, really likes what they've got, which is fine. Good. Buck Showalter style. You like your guys. Do you agree with that, that they shouldn't be looking for a tight end, that Logan Thomas still has the ability to go catch 60 balls for 600 yards, that the young guys that they have been developing are going to break out this coming season? Or would you like to see them get into the tight end market for a Dalton Schultz or a a Mike Gesicki or someone who could really be a valuable weapon for a young quarterback like Sam Howell? You're listening to Grant and Danny as we close in on the start of a new league year on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.